Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. We're broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com. Let me get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road ass protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com. The way tire buying should be. Jay Stu, I just thought of something. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Okay? Um, one of the things that Jay and I connect on is things that people say all the time, which just kind of get annoying because they're so cliche, Right? Start of the year, they're like, oh, is it 2024 already? Start of the month, oh my God, is it February already? Right? Is it winter already? Right? Or here's one that Jay loves. Like, if this was a script in Hollywood, they would throw you out of the meeting, right? No one would buy it. I got one for you, Jay. You ready? This is a good one. Right? It's raining outside in Southern California. Been raining all weekend. What do people say everywhere in America, when somebody complains about the rain, man, it's raining today, man. What do they all say? Well, we didn't need the rain, right? It's like everyone is judging our water table at that very moment. Like, man, it's, I just asked Big Mike, how's your weekend, Big Mike? You know, Harvard Westlake, big high school basketball program here, lost to Sierra Canyon, uh, hard fought game. Didn't know if that his daughter's gone to Harvard Westlake, whatever. Sorry, he's like, man, a little wetter than I would have thought, would have liked, but good weekend overall. He didn't do it because he's not a cliche guy, but most cliche people are like, well, you know, we need the rain. Yeah, we could use it. Yeah, we could use the rain. Yeah, 
Could use it. Yeah. Like, even Bayer grew up in Wisconsin. I guarantee. Or Seattle. He's a huge fan of the, of the Seahawks. Right? I guarantee that in Seattle, where it rains constantly, you know, it's raining outside and like, man, can't believe it's raining again. Well, you know, we do need the rain. We never not need the rain. I mean, it's always good when you have precipitation. It's the, it's, what, what is that? Uh, what's the cycle? Not the life cycle. What's the, what's it called when, you, you know, it rains, then it becomes the water, then it absorbs and whatever. Not osmosis. I don't know. It's fifth grade science. Wasn't great at it. Okay. We had an awesome weekend of football. All right. There's some basketball too. Caitlin Clark got plum run over. Well, he got plum run over. Can I, uh, let me just start real quick with the Caitlin Clark thing. Okay. It's really important. I understand that when you break it down, like the Sapruder footage back and to the left, she fell back and to the left, back and to the left. There's no magic bullet here. Some There's two things that my takeaway is from it. One, we're blaming the wrong people. Okay? The security guard who was like, after they stormed the court, wasn't paying attention, slightly to blame. The bigger blame is there's a woman running on the court looking at her cell phone like, Oh my God, we can't be Put the damn cell phone down! If it's a great experience that you're storming a court at a women's basketball game, okay, they're very rarely things I think will never happen again. But the likelihood of ever, ever, ever again people storming the court after an Ohio State, Iowa women's basketball game on a Sunday, the likelihood of that ever happening again is one in 10 million. So if you're going to storm the court and experience it, put the phone down. Secondly, to the, she wasn't hurt that bad. And you know me, I love injury footage, right? I like blood. I like a good crude tear. If the bones bend, bones bend in ways that bones don't bend, I'm all for it. I am, I told you there's three types of people. I don't want to see it. I want to see it once, or I can't see it enough, put it on repeat. I'm a type three person. I want to see injuries. I want to see it again. And then I love it when the person comes back from like, I can't believe their leg broke in half, pierced the skin. It was disgusting. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I watched it 50 times, and now they're back playing in the NFL. I can't believe it. That's the person I am. I've watched this thing 50 times over. Not a whole lot happened to her, but... If you've ever been running in in a direction and somebody runs into you and you're not expecting it, it hurts way worse than the actual injury should hurt. That's a real thing, right? It's like when you stub your toe, you ever stub your toe? Does anything hurt worse on earth than late at night, super cold, you get up, you got to take a leak and you stub your toe or you hit your, hit the corner of a, like a, a counter or something like, ow, what is that stabbing pain? Okay, and eventually, like, you take a breath and, like, okay, it didn't actually, there's no blood, no bruise, no nothing. It just hurt in the moment, right? It's Caitlin Clark. All right, we good with the Caitlin Clark talk. And that ends a women's basketball discussion for until Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark meet up in the Final Four. Good? Good. Bills lose again. Stop me if you heard this before, but the Bills lose to the Chiefs in the playoffs. And. We can blame Josh Allen for missing a throw on second down when he could have hit the guy over the middle, gotten the first down, or he could have hit the guy deep and he underthrew it. We can blame a field goal kicker. That was a weird spin on the ball, wasn't it? That looked that looked like, like one of my drives. 
You're like, oh, that's a butte right down the middle, Clark. And then wide right. And by the way, anyone who's of my age or Byers' age or Jason Stewart's age, which is a little bit older than me, not much, and Byers a little younger than me, you see a Buffalo Bill game-winning field goal go wide right, and you automatically go, Scott Norwood. Correct? Well, my favorite, my favorite like nickname of all time is Scud Norwood. Not Scorewood. Uh, not it's Scorewood. like the perfect way to like turn that into a negative. It's great. Okay, so let me ask you, Lorena, because you're not of that age. Do you have any idea who Scott Norwood is? No, I have none. Do you know what a Scud is? It, no, it's, I okay. know what a Scuttlebutt is. No, no, no. Do you know what a Scud is? No. Okay, buyer. Let me just just random question. Do you remember what the term what a Scud was? Uh, Football-wise, no. No, a Scud what? was a, a missile. Yeah. Scud missile. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scud right? missile, yeah, for right, right. sure. Okay, so, and was the field goal, was the Bills miss against the Giants in the Super Bowl? Was that 1991? Do I have my yeah, years Super Bowl right? 25, yeah. 1991 in Tampa, right? Yes. At the old Sombrero? Yep. Okay, so in 1991, Lorena, it was the first ever live broadcast on TV war. It's a real thing. I remember I was at Yorba Middle School. Okay, and you'd go home, you watch CNN, and they were showing a war live on TV. Jay Stu, am I wrong? The uh, Persian Gulf War, right? Persian Gulf yeah. War, but you'd saw like it'd be dark, and you'd see like these green lasers in the middle of the night, and they'd be, there'd be somebody trapped up in a hotel room, like, and now the the Americans are uh, fighting back, and these are the these are the fights that we're seeing, and oh, there's an explosion of the. It was fascinating TV. It was C- CNN's all-time rating spike. It was when they were king of media. Because they had live footage, boots on the ground during a war. Well, the Iraqis who had invaded, hold on, hold on, Kuwait? Yep. Kuwait, had invaded Kuwait. Okay, the Iraqis, they had these missiles called Scuds. And we made fun of them because they were crazy inaccurate. Like ours are like laser guided. Like they could, we could fire a missile. It can go into an office window, take a person out. No problem at all. Do it off aircraft carrier. Right, like all we got to do is get a, like a little laser mark. It, it goes right to it. They just like fired up in the air and like ah ah whoever comes down right it was Scud missile. So when Scott Norwood missed the field goal wide right, at least where I live, people were calling him Scud Norwood. It was a real thing. And what'd you call it? Not Scorewood. Yeah, I mean not Scorewood. That's such a perfect. Nickname for that. Player, uh, right? Buyer, do you remember any negative nickname towards Scott Norwood back in the day? No, no. I had heart and, a com- and compassion yeah, towards right. the man. I don't. I have no heart and I have no compassion. I'm a horrible human being. I'm okay with mentioning it. But when I saw it yesterday, I was like, mm, that's why I like to spell bills with four L's. So I've listened to everybody's opinion on this. Right? I even listened to your old boss's opinion. And your old boss's, uh, Jay Stu's opinion is, Bills, Bills have to do something different. I mean, how many times can you lose this way and try and do the same thing? Okay, what do you propose you do different? Like, you're not going to get rid of Josh Allen, right? I mean, they didn't have their number two wide receiver, badly needed him. Right? They tried to run the football. They ran the football more times than they threw it. I would also say they didn't have their number one receiver yesterday, but that's a completely different story. Okay, that's fair. Sir, like Stefan Diggs, uh, his name is better than the actual player? Yeah, yesterday was not a good day. No. No, what's crazy about that game is the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers led the leagues in drops, led the league in drops in the regular season. And who had, I don't remember Kansas City having any drops yesterday. Do you guys? Nope. I don't remember any. Any. So, look, here's the thing. 
Hey, this is going to be, this is going to come across really, really harsh. And to Dan's point, it'll lack probably some empathy that I should be feeling because at some point, Buffalo deserves to get to a Super Bowl, deserves to win. They got great fans. I've zero, like, the, what's crazy about Bills Mafia is they were doing all that wild crap when the Bills sucked. It was the only way to entertain you about the Bills because Bills football was so bad. Now they still do it. Like, it's a great fan base. I love the new stadiums. going to be open air. I love, the, I love everything about it. It's Americana. But they choked. Okay? What is the definition of a choke? The definition of a choke is when you perform at one level consistently and then when competitive greatness is called for when you get to a higher level of competition when the pressure is immense you perform far below your normal level okay so if josh out josh allen fumbled there i think on, on one of the last drives right that's actually not choking that's josh allen's done that right he's tried to be the hero from but the kicker choked the wide receivers choked and in all honesty josh allen choked on that second second uh, uh, second down throw where he had a guy underneath open and he had a guy deep open and it looked like he was, I'm going to throw it underneath and oh God, he's wide open and he just, whether it was the wind or he w- didn't have stable footing or whatever it is, he missed on a throw. I understand. It can happen. Guys can play great the entire game. You miss on one throw and now all of a sudden I'm a, ba- I didn't say he's a choker, but they choked. Right? Like the the fake punt with DeMar Hamlin was a terrible call, but they got a reprieve. McCall Hartman fumbled right before the end zone. They got the ball back. What'd they do? Nothing. And Kansas City's defense is way better than they've been. Their reputation is way better, but you're at home. You you you, you got to win that game. You got to get in the end zone. You got to put the pressure on Kansas City to make a drive late. And you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You signed Vaughn Miller, whatever. I know he's been hurt. They didn't touch Pat Mahomes one time. They didn't touch him. And some of it is he knows how to move, and some of it is I don't think on neither neither defensive line touched the quarterback, right? And I'm I'm sure those guys, both sides got away with a little bit of holding because we want to see these quarterbacks play. But the fact is that you're built around your offense and you had ample opportunities in the fourth quarter. Three. Three drives in the fourth quarter at home, down three points. You came up with zero points. And oh yeah, by the way, one reason they had no chance of getting the ball back was they had to call a timeout because they were going to get a delay a game and then they got a delay a game coming out of the timeout. That's embarrassing. So we can sit here and feel really sorry for the city of Buffalo. We can sit here and go, Josh Allen is a stud. Okay, he played great two years ago. And I, I, I put that on the coaching staff for the game plan when they had the 13 seconds left. Like all of those things. All that stuff could be true. By the way, how about Travis Kelsey with a walk-in touchdown? I don't know football at the level of anybody in the NFL. I don't profess to. Do you know what I know? The Kansas City Chiefs, when they have to get a touchdown, when they have to get a first down, the number one and number two and number three option is Jason Stewart. Who is it? Travis freaking Kelsey. 
It is not. This is not that. Like, if any of those other dudes come wide open, you're like, well, they're paying attention to Kelsey. They had like four dudes run to somebody else and like, let's leave Travis Kelsey wide open right around the end zone where he catches and kind of spins. He's like, oh my God, I'm wide open. Butt naked. That's what they call it. So, listen, it doesn't mean I picked the Bills to win. I thought the Bills would win a Super Bowl. I love the guy. I love the team. I love the city. But they choked. Let's not make any bones about it. When you perform at one level, and then when the pressure is on, you perform below that level. That is the dictionary definition of choking. Does the defense have something to do with it? Yes, but the defense isn't what causes you to suddenly have the drops the way that Kansas City had the drops. As opposed to Kansas City, same guys, same team, zero drops. And did Butker miss any field goals last night? Josh Allen summed up the loss perfectly. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody at home sucks. Losing sucks. I don't know what else to say. Every season, if you don't win, it's it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. You know, there's one one happy team at the end of the season, really. And uh, when it's not you and you're, and you're so close, it just it sucks. I think this is the most real thing possible. I think this is so healthy because we all have that in life. And this is a real thing in sports is that one team that always beats us. I hate that team. And the crazy thing is the bills always beat them in the regular season. We've had this in the NFL for a long time. Remember forever. The Colts couldn't beat the Patriots. They one time they finally beat them. Right. But. That was awesome. What an awesome weekend in football. We got a lot more to get to. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We're we doing, we doing slow jams here? Slow jams on the one. Was anybody else watching the Tampa to Detroit game going like, is this Thursday night game? 
Is Al Michaels clowning this? It, it's such a weird experience. We're literally two years, two years removed from, and I didn't do it, but sports radio, sports television discussion of why do we have Detroit on every Thanksgiving? Do you remember that? Okay, I've been doing this for 21 years. The why are the Lions on Thanksgiving Day discussion is one that uh, that has been at least put on a potential rundown for about 15 to 17 of those years. Oh, the Lions on uh, Thanksgiving, what a waste of time. Now they're playing to go to the Super Bowl. Like at least in our lifetime, I know the Bengals were terrible, and then they went to the Super Bowl. But the Bengals had a run there when Marvin Lewis was the coach of five straight playoffs. And when we were kids, the Bengals had Boomer Esiason and the Icky Shuffle, and they went to a Super Bowl. Like, that did happen. Right? They actually led the Niners late, also in Tampa, Dan Beyer, also in Tampa, right? That was the famous Joe Montana. Is that John Candy in the stands? When he threw... That uh, was in Miami. But that was that's in Miami? Good, yeah. God, I hate that you know more than me. Hate that guy. Hate it. Anyway, Same state. Was that was that that was was it back when it was Joe Robbie Stadium? Yes. Yes, it was. Right? It's Joe Robbie Stadium. Then I think it was like Apex Stadium. And then now it's <laughs> it's been a bunch of different bunch. things. And then they yes. redid it now. They're like, no, 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 new stadium. Like, and it's the same place that the Marlins won the World Series in. Um, it's it's a weird deal. Um Michael Lombardi is gonna join us. Of course, he's been an executive in the National Football League for 25 years. He wrote a book about, uh, among other things, working for um, Bill Walsh. We'll get his thoughts on Brock Purdy, his thoughts on, uh, I do. I want to ask him about, now that we've seen Jordan Love for a whole season, his thoughts on what the Bills do now. All of that upcoming. First, though, i got to get to Dan Beyer, who does know more than us about everything going on in sports. Yeah, okay? a bunch of notes just to pass along before we get to Michael Lombardi. Debo Samuel considered 50-50 for the 49ers Sunday against the Lions of the NFC Championship game. That's according to ESPN, as he injured his shoulder last Saturday in that win against Green Bay. Free agent tight end Zach Ertz going to be signing with the Lions in advance of the NFC Championship game. As for the Lions offensive line, center Frank Ragnow should be good to go despite spraining his knee and ankle in yesterday's win against Tampa. He actually returned to the game and should play against San Francisco while Jonah Jackson will not the guard undergoing surgery or for a slight meniscus tear in his knee. Chiefs guard Joe Tooney is going to have an MRI on his injured back. His status for the game at Baltimore in the AFC Championship game is up in the air. Chargers set to have a second interview with Jim Harbaugh for their head coaching vacancy. While a lot seemingly going on in Philadelphia, multiple reports out of the city say the Eagles are moving on from offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. This a day after a report leaked that Eagles defensive coordinator Sean Desai would not return. does appear that Nick Sirianni will return. He'll have an end-of-the-year press conference with GM Howie Roseman coming up on Wednesday. And former Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron is going to take over, likely as the offensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears. DePaul today fired men's basketball coach Tony Stubblefield. UConn and Purdue 1-2 in the latest men's top 25 poll. South Carolina unanimous number one in the women's poll. Doug, back to you. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, had a buddy, my buddy Jeremy went to the the Niners game, and he's like, "Dude, it was so miserable, such a miserable experience with the rain, but such an incredible football game. That was a great game. I mean, I don't know, it was terribly well played, but it was exciting nonetheless. Last night was exciting. 
Um, I would even say Detroit-Tampa was pretty exciting as well. The, the Ravens, uh, especially in the second half, when they kind of settled down a little bit, they were they were better than Houston. That was not really a surprise. Not really a surprise. And what's going to be interesting is, um, you know, it feels like we know who's going to be there in the AFC for years to come, right? Like when Joe Burrow's healthy, you feel like he'll have a shot. I do think whether it's Harbaugh or somebody, they can figure out the code that is the Chargers. Like they got to do it. If you have one of those dudes, you're going to be there more often than not. But maybe not. Maybe I'm overrating, um, uh, overrating Herbert. Maybe I'm not talking enough about about uh, Trevor Lawrence. Right. Michael Lombardi joins us. Of course, he's been a GM. He's been a team executive. He's got the Lombardi line, which of course is on Veasan. And um, a guy who, I mean, he wakes up and eats, sleeps, and breathes NFL for his entire professional lifetime. He joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you're running the Buffalo Bills today, what do you do to get over that hump next year? Well, I, I think you have to be honest with yourself and say two years ago against the beat-up Cincinnati Bengals team, we let them come in here and they averaged 5.1 yards per carry. They pushed us around defensively and we lost. This year, understanding they had a lot of guys injured, they gave up 6.1. The KFC Chiefs had the ball for 22 minutes. They only were in third down five times. So either we fix what we're doing defensively in terms of getting more size, more power, more ability to play the run, more ability to dominate the line of scrimmage, or we're going to play an opponent in a playoff game that has more than than we can handle. How much of it should we give credit? And again, I understand, like I've done this business and you've been in this business for a long time as well, switching over back and forth between front office and, and media. So I understand that it's really easy to sit there and go, you know, pick up, pick apart the team that lost, especially when they keep losing to the Chiefs in the postseason and how to fix them. But how much credit do we give to Andy Reid and his staff where, you know, part of staying, keeping Josh Allen off the field is running the football, is longer drives, is, is how much credit should we give Andy Reid as opposed to just blame for the flaws within the Buffalo Bills? Well, I think Andy Reid deserves a ton of credit because after the after the game uh, where he lost on Christmas Day to the Raiders, Andy Reid went back and really kind of changed who the Chiefs were going to become. It became a Pacheco team, and they stopped trying to throw the ball down the field, and they got they got Mahomes squared away to where he was going to take what the defense was giving him. He wasn't going to try to be Superman. And they handed the ball off a bunch of times. And that's not Andy Reid's style to go into the game and think you're going to carry the ball 30 times. But in this game, he did. You know, this is the amazing thing. This game was very similar to the Tony offsides game. This is a game that was very similar to the last time they played them, right? The Chiefs only had the ball for 22 minutes. The, the Bills had it 37 minutes in the game, right? And the Chiefs outgained them 7.7 yards per play to 4.7. I mean, you know, and so Andy deserves a lot of credit. I mean, everybody was on the bills, but I kept saying on my show, on my podcast, Andy Reid, to beat, to beat Andy Reid twice is going to take a lot. Yeah, And I think that's right. And, look, people say, well, Buffalo got every break in the game. I mean, the fumble on the one-yard line, why they would give it to Hardeman, I have no idea. You know, they don't get on the fumble. 
that Josh Allen had in the game where they could have put the game away at that point. So they got that back. And, look, they didn't make the plays they needed to. You could say they missed the kick while they dropped the pass as well. You know, so it's it's one of those things. I think this Buffalo team, it's it's built to rush the passer. It's built to create negative plays, and they couldn't do it. The offensive line of the Chiefs, and this is where Andy deserves a ton of credit, they improved tremendously. They improved tremendously when when we saw the last we saw Max Crosby destroying them. And they were able to run block effectively, and they were able to do what they had to do. It, it, Andy fixed the problems during the season. Um, okay, let's continue to kind of work backwards. Um, what's your reaction to Detroit? I mean, Detroit is in the NFC Championship game. What is your reaction? Well, I mean, you, you left both Detroit games saying, did, did the best team win? And, you know, Detroit got, gets dominated in the game book, statistically in the Ram game. You're not sure the Rams weren't the better team, but the Lions won. This week, the Bucks ran the ball effectively, which they don't even can do. They Baker threw for three, over 300 yards, and the Lions come out the winner because the Lions have mental toughness, right? Yeah. It doesn't always go perfect for the Lions, and there's moments in the game where you don't think they're going to win the game. But unlike the Chiefs-Bills game, the Lions score 14 points in the fourth quarter, which wins the game. The Bills didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. If you're going to win these playoff games, you have to score in the fourth quarter. Let's just go through the games. The Ravens scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The 49ers scored 10. The Packers didn't score a point. The Chiefs scored seven. Bills didn't, score. Bills didn't score. Bills had three right. possessions in the fourth quarter, didn't come up with a point. So, you know, the Lions are, they might not look good in the game book, but they make the plays that needs to win the game, and you got to credit them for that. Okay, you mentioned the Niners, and you tweeted out that Brock Purdy just finds a way to win. Last drive was impressive, right? A couple of checkdowns, yeah. one crossing route, one scramble, a couple of handoffs, touchdown, good night, drive home safely, right? But you likened it to Joe Montana, which, of course, people freak out because Joe Montana's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. He's in anybody's discussion. So... But, like, again, when my eyes, which aren't nearly as trained to football as yours, like, man, he really struggled for most of that game. And Green Bay's defense isn't statistically one of the elite defenses. So what did you see when you saw Brock Purdy play Saturday? I saw a guy that wasn't playing well at all until the, until it counted the most, until he needed it the most. And then he played well. And then he made enough plays. Look, he, if he plays like that, he's not going to win the next game. You can only have so many of those bad games. Sure. I think the ball, the weather really affected him. But I think what's gotten lost in this whole 49er-Packer game, and Purdy is the lightning rod for all of it, is the 49er defensive front. Yeah. I mean, the 49er defensive front was nowhere to be found in this game. They had no sacks. They had two tackle for losses. They had six quarterback hits. Bosa had five of them. I mean, they didn't put the pressure. Now, what they were able to do, and credit Steve Wilkes for this, they were able to come from they They fixed it. The first six drives of the game, Jordan Love had 120 quarterback rating, two touchdown passes. He was 16 for 20. He was great. The last four drives, he wasn't. So credit the Niners for fixing those problems. But at the end of the day, the Niners win because their defensive front has to dominate. They've got a they got twenty million in Armstead. They got twenty million in Hargrave. They've got thirty million in Bosa. They got the money in Chase. They pay 
for this defensive line to be heard. And if it's not heard, it becomes a problem. And they're going against arguably the best offensive line in football this weekend with the Detroit Lions. So that'll be that'll be interesting as well. Okay, um, the Ravens get the Chiefs. You mentioned the 17 fourth quarter points. Lamar was just okay until late. Um, he's one in three against the Chiefs, and they've done a great job historically against him in making him throw from the pocket. This is supposedly a different Lamar, a different offense, a different style. My guess would be Mark Andrews plays next week because he almost played this week. But how do you think Lamar fares against that Kansas City defense? Well, I think it's really unfair to Lamar to compare him to anything that's happened in the past because that offense that he was running had no passing game. It had no passing game. And so every statistic that comes up that says that Lamar – you know, in the past against this team, Lamar in the past, Lamar when he's a three-point underdog is not very good. Lamar when he's this, he's not. It, it's a little bit like, you know, you can't use past analytics on 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 the future when things are not the same from the past to the present. He's in a completely different offense. He didn't struggle in the game the other day against Houston, which what, what their their offensive design struggled. They were, weren't expecting a team that blitzed 22% of the time to blitz 80% of the time. They weren't ready for it. They kept trying to run routes down the field. They kept trying to run their offense. They didn't have it protected, and it looked bad. They got in at halftime, and they said, okay, if this is how you're going to play this, D'Amico, it's not how you usually do it. We're going to this passing game, and they did. And all of a sudden, they never punted, and Lamar became really good. And so I think, to me, it's kind of unfair. Lamar's never played the Chiefs. With a passing game, he's always played him with the Greg Roman single wing offense. Sure, I think it's going to be a different game. Um, you've worked for Bill Belichick. He's interviewed twice with Atlanta. If you were to, if Bill was to call you and say, "Mike, you know me a long time. I got to, I got to have one last, one last run that works." Where would you tell him to go? I would tell him to go wherever he thought the best about the owner and where he could implement his culture. You know, the problem with the NFL is there's a lot of people that want to protect their jobs, right? And so there's a lot of people that when they hear Bill Belichick could be coming, they don't want to bring him in because they lose their job. They might lose their their ability to stay in their roles and because he's going to want to run the program that he runs. So it's the same thing with Vrabel. I mean, how is it possible that it takes all these interviews for Atlanta? They've never had a coach like Bill Belichick in their careers. Like, this should be a slam dunk. There should be teams out there that have a coach that should be thinking about changing. How many of those teams next year that are going to fire their coach, maybe one of just should do it now and get it over with and start new. But the league is always about protection. George Young had a great saying, you know, this league is about guarding your desk. And a lot of people do that. And so we all think everybody wants to win. That's the way most people are. But when Bill Walsh told me in 1984, we're really only competing against eight teams, it's pretty clear that not everybody's trying to win. By the way, I encourage you to pick up his book, Football Done Right. It's out. It's an outstanding read. Listen to his show or watch his show on Beeson. He's Michael Lombardi. Follow him on X as well. Michael, great stuff as always. I truly appreciate your time. Thanks for being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks, Doug. Bye-bye. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Shortly after the show, our podcast is going up. I'm going to promise you one thing. This is a good one today. I got energy for days today. You know, we get to do this podcast live and we can talk. We're going to talk about Caitlin Clark, talk about all the football games. And uh, I believe we'll give Jason Stewart a chance to crap all over Tony Romo because uh, he's not a fan. Not a fan. Just search Doug Gottlieb whenever you get your podcast. You'll see this. Uh, you'll see today's show right after we get off the air. Remember, subscribe, download, rate, review um, the podcast. Just type in Doug Gottlieb. Let's get to Dan Byer with a game. This is game time. It's game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What do you got there, Dan Byer? What's the game? Doug, the game today is... Big deal, little deal, no deal. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Tampa Bay didn't call timeout when the Lions messed up the timing on their end-of-game kneel-downs. Did you uh, see this? Yes, that they didn't call a timeout. That, that what's the name? Didn't, uh, Tampa didn't call a timeout either. They had a timeout to burn, didn't, didn't do it. Yeah. Like, it's like both sides screwed up. Yes, Detroit did not time their kneel downs far enough apart to let the clock run out. So on a third down call with about 30, 40 seconds left, Detroit was taking a snap and Tampa could have called timeout to force a fourth down with 36 seconds left. And then afterwards, Todd Bowles said, well, they would have kicked the field goal and it would have been tough anyway. But it would have been about a 48-yard field goal attempt. Right, and you could, you could block the field goal. Sure. You could block the field goal. I mean... I, I, here's what I dislike about Todd Bowles' answer. And I like Todd Bowles, and I think he's actually an excellent coach in terms of a defensive guy, and he's very even-keeled. I like that. Okay? But, dude, when you were in New York, you had problems with game management, time management, correct? Like, we all remember, like, yes, they never had the quarterback, and he had a bad GM, but there were games which was game time management. You've had this job before, so hire somebody who can help you, because that's a gigantic mistake that you made. Make them play it out. Make them because if they missed it, I don't think they would have kicked a field goal. I wouldn't have. Why would you kick a field goal? I also think that in this scenario, Doug, 
nobody today would be blaming Tampa for calling that timeout. It would have been Dan Campbell would have been the one who was completely criticized for messing this up in the first place. Thank you. But anyway, the point the the, but the point I I should have made first and then come back to is why not just say hey I screwed that up. You know what? Should have called a timeout. Otherwise. You're sitting there going like, well, they would have kicked the field goal. And like, dude, what? 48-yard field goal you could block? No, 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 no. Doesn't hold up. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. What else you got? Big deal, little deal, or no deal, deal that, by the way. that deal. Jason Kelsey appeared to steal the show in Buffalo yesterday. Uh, big, big. Because he was in the same box as Taylor Swift. Right? Even when Taylor Swift is celebrating, you're like, who's that dude with the shirt off pounding a beer? I just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Look, you may not like this, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Not showing Taylor Swift when Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown is a fireable offense if you're running my network. Let me repeat that. It's a fireable offense. You're like, oh, why are we showing Taylor Swift? Why we show Jack Nicholson for years at the Laker games? This is not new, people. What, you don't like Taylor Swift? Guess what? More people like Taylor Swift than any artist in America right now. Okay? And, and, and like, it's kind of a baller move by Travis Kelsey if you really want to get down to it. Right? How'd he get her? He made a little bracelet and he's at, he rizzed her up on, like, national TV. Hey, I want to, I'd like to meet her. Asks her out, takes her out. Now they're together. The most popular artist in the country. And people are like, why are you showing her? Why wouldn't you show her? Fireable. And by the way, it was for Jason Kelly, it's awesome. Like you just retired, your brother's out there, and you get hammered in the parking lot with Bill's Mafia, then you come in, you get your shirt off. It's awesome. No better thing than cheering for your brother. Big deal, little deal, or no deal, Doug, that the NFL will review the fumble through the end zone play again this offseason. Oh, we'll review it. We'll review it. What are we going to do? Why is it so doubly punitive? If you want to switch possession, that's fine. It should be the other team's possession where the ball was fumbled. If you don't want to switch possession because the team that never recovered a fumble also should be a spot foul. But giving it to the other team, or you could actually give it back to that team, the team that fumbled at the 20-yard line. But changing possession and giving it to them at the 20, to me, that's double jeopardy. That doesn't work to me. Big deal, little deal, or no deal that Illinois fans gave Terrence Shannon Jr. a standing ovation on his return yesterday. You're like, do I think they should have got a standing ovation? It's probably a little much. For people who don't know, he's accused of rape. But it's like a very, the charges are, it's really weird, right? It was supposedly something that happened in a bar. But there's no footage, there's video footage of him in the bar and the woman in the bar. But no footage of them together in the bar. And... There's no DNA. It's it's a again. I would encourage you to read about it before you. So look, I get that guys being accused of rape, you don't want to give a standing ovation for. But if you thought that a guy was being accused of a crime he didn't commit, especially one as egregious and terrible as rape, well then, yeah, I want to support him. So I think it's a little bit a little deal, and that's game time. All right, we're going to get love and hate from the weekend. That could be something you love or something you hate. What we love for the weekend? What we hate from the weekend? Find out next on Gottlieb Show. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.